0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Sam Dunks, the weekly NBA show over here at Slab Stocks. I'm your host, Sam. We are in week six of the NBA season, but I'm not going to talk a whole ton about week six action in the NBA today. I'm going to have a little bit different of an episode because there's a trend that I've been noticing. Uh, Perhaps you've been noticing it too, and I think we ought to discuss it. That's the current state of the prism silver market. And sometimes things go up. Sometimes things go down, and it would be disingenuous to ignore the downward trends. So let's get into it. To facilitate today's discussion, we'll start by looking at the youthful sharpshooter. That's Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks. You all know him as one of the hotter young players to buy over the past couple of years. Let's take a look at his charts and see if that's still the case. On the season so far, his Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card has lost 18% in value overall, uh, but that just only tells part of the story. Going back to the beginning of the season, we see a rather sharp uptick of 48.5% over the first week and a half of the regular season. Over that time frame, that's December 23rd through January 2nd, he was playing really well. 28.2 28.2 points, 4.5 rebounds, 8.3 assists. He was shooting 36% from deep and nearly 64% overall by true shooting percentage. And perhaps most importantly, the Atlanta Hawks went 4-2 and two during that time frame, while Trey Young was a big net positive, sporting a plus 11 by net rating. That's all really good stuff. Then he kind of hit a wall, and with that, the prices scuffled a bit, resulting in a 21% drop in prices by January 15th. During that time frame, January 3rd through the 15th, Trey was having a rough time on the court. 16.6 points, 3.2 rebounds, 8.4 assists per game. He was hitting a putrid 17% from deep with a very ugly 44% true shooting, and the Hawks went only 1-4 in that time frame, while Trey Young was a big net negative as a minus 20 by net rating. Then, if you're looking at the chart, it gets worse from there. His Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card market has experienced another 28% loss over the last half of January, giving up all of its ground and more since the beginning of the regular season. Now, one would think that his production has been equally ugly, except he's been playing the best basketball of the season, at least statistically speaking. 33.4 points, 4.6 rebounds, 9 assists, shooting 45.5% from three, and a dynamite 64% true shooting percentage. The Hawks also went 5-3 during that time frame, although one of those losses was with Trey Young sitting out for the game, and he's been an excellent plus 16 by net rating over that time frame. So, as Trey has been playing the best basketball of the year, and maybe even arguably some of the best basketball of his entire career so far his prism silver rookie card market is continuing to drop. So what's going on here? And you know, First of all, it's pretty clear that at least in this particular instance, card value has been divorced from the actual on-court product, which based on the overreactive market history with some of the guys we've seen, like Bol Bol last year, Talon Horton Tucker this preseason, I'd say that's a somewhat healthy development. But for the market to be trending the exact opposite direction from the on-court production of one of the league's most exciting young players, it's probably gone a bit too far, but it's not just Trey Young either. You know, this is a trend that we're actually seeing across the Prism silver rookie card market. We're going to look at some of the hottest cards of recent years to show this. Uh, Young's 2018 draft partner, Luka Doncic, he's not taken a huge hit, but he is down 6% since the start of the regular season. Uh, That's all while he continues to be one of the best young players and MVP candidates in the entire NBA. Zion Williamson. Uh, He's one of the big drivers of last year's sports card boom. His prism silver PSA 10 rookie has been a big loser thus far. He lost 42% in value since the beginning of the regular season. He's been playing pretty well. The Pelicans have been pretty bad, but he's been playing pretty well. Ja Morant, another one of the, you know, the really exciting young guards in the game, one of the real highlight level players of this league, down 17% since December 23rd. And that number looks much worse if you take his sales from Christmas Day onward. If we were only going back to December 25th, we'd be looking at a 42% drop in stock over that time frame. Uh, we can even go back a bit further. you know, find a guy who's really cemented his status in the great NBA market of Boston, A guy who was a much smaller PSA 10 population than anyone else we've already listed. Over 1,200 fewer PSA 10s available than Luka Doncic, and yet Jason Tatum's PSA 10 Prism Silver Rookie Card Market has dropped 18% overall since the beginning of the regular season. Now, we don't have to look at this as a bad thing necessarily, You know, every market needs a reset from time to time. You know, contrary to popular belief, stocks don't only go up and neither do cards. A healthy market rises and falls over time. But why is this happening to PRISM and why is it happening now? Uh, There are likely a number of converging reasons. I'm going to propose a few theories of my own. You can be free to uh, dispute those if you would like. Number one, we're seeing a seemingly market-wide shift to rare cards. if you've been paying attention to the hobby news over the past month, it seems like every single week we're seeing new records being broken in every sport with the rarest available cards just smashing through the ceilings of what most people thought they could reach. Uh, It makes a ton of sense from an investment standpoint. Yes, I I do make my videos every week using the readily available cards like like Prism, like Optic, like Select. Um, I always try and point out that's more of an attempt to get a chart up on the screen. You do need a healthy number of sales in order to do that. So some of those more more common cards, it's easier to do that. A rare cards chart is usually just going to be a dot, which doesn't make a great video. Uh, this shift also makes sense, though, when you consider that the average sports card buyer that's out there right now is just a little under a year into the hobby at this point. If people were flipping base cards, silver cards in earnest over the past year, right now you have a lot more people that are finally able to parlay their earnings into some really nice additions into their personal collections and Rookie Patch Autos, logo man, One of Ones, etc. Uh, so I really do think that people are just kind of starting to move on to rare cards, which in general is a really wise investment choice. I think from a long-term standpoint, that's exactly what you should be doing. So we're seeing this market-wide shift to rarer cards. Second, we're seeing a surge in demand for vintage sports cards. And for quite some time, cards from the 90s and older have been some of the best buys in the market. And I've really certainly enjoyed it adding to my Ray Allen personal collection for very reasonable prices over the past year. But those prices have started to take off. Kobe, MJ, Shaq, Duncan, Steve Nash. I mean, basically every player about whom the question was asked, how can Luka Doncic go for this when Kevin Garnett is only going for this? A lot of those guys are finally getting some widespread hobby love, and it's just taking a bit away from the pool of finances that used to be available for the market sectors that had been booming up until recent months. And then my third theory, which I do believe has led to some of the rest of the market shifts that shifts that we've already seen, is that we've had no new products for quite some time. Now, you know, when you were you were younger. And, and you used to eat cereal at the table. At least I did. I don't know. Maybe you did, too. And you look at the back of the cereal box. And it seems like when I, was, when I was a lot younger, the games and the puzzles on the back of the cereal boxes would change rather frequently. And as I grew older, I'm not sure if it was just my perception or if it was actual reality. But at some point, it seemed like those boxes weren't changing for a year or longer at a time. And I hated that or better yet, probably more relevant to most of you, uh, is there anything more annoying than when you find out that next season of a TV show that you enjoy, it's not going to be coming out for over a year? So like when a new season of Peaky Blinders takes over a year and a half to release, or when Game of Thrones, when the last season of Game of Thrones announced it was going to be two years before its final season was aired. That's a long wait. And the natural thing is for you to just move on to maybe a hundred different TV shows in that time before the new season finally comes out. And then you jump all the way back in. And there are probably better analogies than those two that I just used. But I really do think that this has something to do with the current market seemingly shifting away a bit from the modern prospecting NBA market. Without any new players to buy, without any new sets to rip, without anything to grade since, you know, by now, anything that's still raw from 2018 or 2019 Prism, probably on their fifth owner by this point, you just kind of lose a bit of that vigor. The market just loses some of its luster. Uh, Take a look at the historical release dates, and and by historical, I I do just mean the last three years, which is ancient history by uh, some of the dynamics of the current market, but NBA hoops, it releases generally in the fall, October 25th, 2017, October 24th, 2018, November 6th, 2019, and then to no fault of Panini's that I know of, we're finally going to be getting it on February 3rd. That's adding on like a quarter of a year to the normal release time. Uh, the other paper product, Donruss, late fall, November 15th, November 7th, December 13th. And now it's looking like it's going to be February 17th, 2021. A bit better of a gap, perhaps, but only marginally. Uh, this is the brutal one. Prism is usually fairly early into the season. November 29th, 2017, November 21st, 2018, December 4th, 2019. And I had seen dates several months back for a, a early or mid-March release, But it looks like all of those promises have been wiped off the Internet. So now we don't even know when it's dropping and we're already in February. Don't even have a prospective release date yet. Uh, Optic somewhere in the first quarter of the year generally, but still to be announced for 2020. And then Select is always at the beginning of March. And it doesn't look like we're going to be anywhere close to that based on the other releases that have to come out before it. So clearly it's been a tough year for Panini schedule wise with you know COVID-19 hampering things. And they've been trying to figure out ways to bridge the gap by releasing some already released sets, you know, with a twist, think like clearly Donruss or Hoops Premium, but that's just not going to rouse the market as it's, you know, maybe a bit of a gimmick at best or, or just a blatant money grab at worst, whatever it is. And it's not exactly going to move the market like one of the more major set releases will. well. So we're, we're getting close to NBA hoops dropping. That's going to be tomorrow if all things go according to plan. And once the new sets start hitting the market, perhaps then we'll see some of the attention start shifting back towards the modern. So what should you do in the meantime? You know, with this new seeming market shift, the temptation is to react drastically to it, but I wouldn't panic or do anything like that. You know, this is the way I see it. Uh, at one point... Buying in the offseason was always clearly the best time to buy because that presented the lowest prices as the sport was out of sight, out of mind. This past offseason, the best time to buy was actually in the playoffs as people were desperate to start selling off their holdings before the offseason, which really just put the market into an early 40 percent reset. Generally, the early part of the regular season is a time of huge growth. Um, you know, well, a lot of that growth happened in anticipation of that this past offseason. And now that we're in the early part of the regular season, we're actually seeing a bit of a market reset. As massive amounts of people recognize these trends and try to capitalize on them, the very natural conclusion is that the trends will shift with them. Now, imagine like you're a you were a kid, you had one of those round pools in your yard, and you were running with your friends trying to create a whirlpool. If you turn around and start running the other direction, it's not as if the pool just keeps moving. The pool starts moving the same direction as you do. That's exactly what's going on in the card market right now. Uh, there, you know, there's this idea. And, well, I don't know. If, I don't know what to call it. I don't know if it's a fallacy or or an illusion or an idea or what, whatever it is. But it's this trap that we all fall into where, you know, when we join something, you know, maybe it be a, a new school or a new job or a, a new church, you know, some some new group like that. However things are when we join, that's how we believe it always should be. That becomes the status quo in our minds. And then things change around us and we don't like the changes, but the reality is that it was always changing. And we just jumped in at one random point of change, you know, like you start working at a company, the set standard in your mind for who should be working there are the people around you on day one of the job and every person that leaves, every person that comes into the company, your perception of those changes is based on when you started. But in reality, you were just one of those changes along the way too. It had always been in a state of constant flux. We really... Should not think of the card market any differently. It's always going to be shifting from Prism to Select to Vintage to RPAs, you know, BGS to PSA. There's no status quo. The market's going to be shifting as as massive amounts of people are chasing the next undervalued commodity. I I don't know if you 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 probably know him if you if you're watching my video you probably know him Patrick Ryan the, at P Ryan Collection on Instagram great follow as you go watch his lives he always says uh, less charts more art and. I know that I have already thrown on like 12 charts into this video, so it's kind of hypocritical, but I do subscribe to that idea. Less charts, more art. Uh, You know, better than trying to chase the trends, better than trying to find the next market inefficiency, just collect what you like. Find the guys that you believe in, figure out the guys that you think will get better, buy their cards out of love instead of just solely out of greed, And I would guess that eventually the market will swing in your favor if the last few months have been any indication. Uh, You know, Prism has always been kind of the breadwinner in the hobby for a long time. And if it is indeed the case that the hobby is shifting away from Prism right now, that doesn't mean it can never come back. In fact, on the basis of how quickly things change, I guess, and and it is just a guess it's not a promise by any stretch but i'd guess that very soon we'll see prism on the rise once more because all it's going to take is a bunch of people forming the opinion that it's currently undervalued uh sorry for getting on my soapbox here today perhaps it's because i watched too much cnbc all last week with you know so much doomsday talk it was all just extremely tiring and this the card market it can be a fun hobby you can make money while you're doing it and that's always fun too It's easy to see trends and be discouraged or to panic. I think the only thing you can do is to work on your mindset because you can't control what the market does, but you can control your own mindset and just wait patiently. Have a little bit of fun in the meantime and wait and be patient and maybe you'll make some money eventually. All right. That's all I have for you today. I understand it was a little bit different of a video. Sorry, there wasn't a a ton of current NBA talk. There was no starting five. I know a lot of people seem to like that anyways. Uh, but with the shifts in the market recently, I thought that it was important that we talk this out, or at least I thought it was important that I talk this out. You listen. Uh, if you have any other theories on on the market shifts, I would I'd love to hear them. Drop me a DM on Instagram. Otherwise, you guys have a great rest of your week. As always, really appreciate you giving me your time. Thanks for watching. Uh, we'll see you next week with an update on week seven, and hopefully some hoops talk too. NBA hoops, that is. All right. Have a good week.